It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now. I'm starving. On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast presented by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. A bunch of podcasts. Andrew Brandt was fantastic on today's Ross Tucker football podcast. He always is. We'll have Greg Cosell on tomorrow's Ross Tucker football podcast. All of our shows, the best 30 minutes of on-demand audio or video, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL that you can get. Fantasy fees for fantasy, even money for betting. Ross Tucker football podcast for just general awesomeness and football. And the college draft podcast has been awesome with Emory Hunt going over every single draft choice in the 2021 NFL draft. Why not, right? I have also been loving the series we've been doing here on the Fantasy Feast podcast where we are getting the great Joe Dolan's rankings. For every rookie of consequence, we did quarterbacks, we did tight ends, we did running backs. We had a brief interlude where we made sure you knew about the quarterback veteran situations and rookies for DraftKings Best Ball, which has launched, which is awesome. We will have some very cool opportunities for you as it relates to Best Ball and me and Joe and DraftKings in future weeks. Next week, by the way, we're going to dive into little rookie of the year conversation, some rookie props, really into the rookies these days. Tom Brawley from Fantasy Points, an absolute stud. But I mentioned Joe Dolan, at FG underscore Dolan on Twitter. He's the fantasy gangster, FG underscore Dolan, the master of all he oversees at fantasypoints.com, where you should put in the code 21 feast. And Joe, this is it. This is the end of our rookie skill guy rankings post draft. Uh, yeah, for us, but the, uh, this is the kind of a uh, ranking system where, fortunately, we're having some semblance of a normal off season this year. So there might be guys where I I say, ah, you know, right now I don't have a whole lot of interest. Where come July and August, you're starting to hear the buzz. Maybe somebody gets hurt. You know, um, somebody like, for instance, we're. We're going to talk about a lot of the day two wide receivers on this podcast. But for instance, somebody like a Josh Palmer, who is the third round pick of the Chargers at the wide receiver position, somebody you might not think has a whole lot of value right now. But Keenan Allen's gotten dinged up at times in recent years. I don't want to call him injury prone, but Mike Williams has had a big time problem with injuries. He might be somebody who shoots up draft boards in July and August. So remember, these are just initial rankings where I'm looking at guys and from from a best ball perspective, a lot of the guys we talk about today are going to be last last round, last two or three rounds type of guys. But uh, certainly in the second and third rounds, even into the fourth and fifth rounds, a lot of talented receivers came off the board in the NFL draft. Well, And to that point, Joe, last week we talked about Devontae Smith through Rashad Bateman. So we ranked, or at least not we, you gave us your rankings. By the way, I'm at Ross Tucker NFL, and we are at Ross Tucker Pod. But you gave us your rankings for all the first-round picks. Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, Kadarius Toney, Rashad Bateman. 
This week we're talking about the second and third round guys in particular. And maybe you have a fourth round guy or somebody later that you have your eye on. But here's the thing, Joe. There have been some ridiculous seasons as far as rookies are concerned. Of from round two and round three recently. I mean, Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf, T. Higgins. Mm-hmm. I know I'm missing like five. I mean, there have been a bunch of legit second and third round rookies, Joe. And I mean, even dating back, Ross, a couple of years, I mean, you know, uh, uh, I know he's kind of out of the league now, but Jordan Matthews produced big time numbers as a rookie. Uh, Devontae Adams was a second round pick. Um, you know, dating back, Chad Johnson, uh, Ocho Cinco, I believe, was a second round pick. He was a late first or early second round pick. Even uh, uh, dating back to, I believe, 2002, one of the greatest rookie seasons of all time, uh, Anquan Bolden was a second round pick. So you're looking at guys here who uh, Michael Pittman last year was a second-round pick. Uh, Chase Claypool was a second-round pick. To, to suggest that these guys, oh, they weren't first-round picks, so they're not going to produce. I mean, it's just it's just lazy analysis at this point, uh, Ross. Um, it, it's just lazy analysis to, to suggest that guys aren't going to uh, produce simply because of their – uh, 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 that they weren't a first-round pick. You know, I had a, some questions about guys like Kadarius Tony and Rashad Bateman, who were first-round picks, about their opportunities to produce for fantasy. But there are some guys, certainly, who went on day two, who I'm looking at potentially producing early on. It's a great point. Let's dive into them, Joe. Uh, the highest-ranked guy, the first guy taken, very curious about this guy. I could see this guy putting up some pretty legit numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Second pick of round two, Elijah Moore goes to the New York Jets, which I thought was a little weird, Joe, considering arguably the best skill player for the Jets was a slot receiver, and then they go ahead and draft a slot receiver. Well, I think Elijah Moore can do a little bit more than that. The problem is his size. He's not very big. Um, I think he's. I think he was listed at 5'9", uh, or measured in at 5'9". But this is a really talented guy. Um, this is somebody, our guy Scott Barrett came on the podcast a number of months ago and, and, and sung the praises of Elijah Moore. And then I had a conversation with Greg Cosell um, just yesterday. Um, as as uh, This is Wednesday, the 2nd of June. Just yesterday, the 1st of June, I had a conversation with him where he said he liked Elijah Moore's tape more than that. Out of Kadarius Tony. Now you know that's not a that's not a, a mind blowing statement. They went about you know ten to fifteen picks apart, so it's not that controversial statement. But you see that line of demarcation between first and second rounder. Um, but I do believe Elijah Moore's got a chance to produce right away. There is a little bit of a roadblock here, though, and and, and I think you were alluding to Jamison Crowder. Um, and Jamison Crowder, now everybody's always a cut candidate. They can save $10 million. But the thing about Jamison Crowder is they have the cap space. You know, they don't, they don't need that money. You know, they can, they can keep Jamison Crowder and they can, and they can, and help him ease Zach Wilson into his job. But right now I've got Elijah Moore in like the wide receiver 55 to 60 range at, for, for a rookie wide receiver. Now you might be looking at that and saying, whoa, 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 you know, that, that, that that's a little too low. Well, keep in mind, I have him above two first round picks. I have him above both Rashad Bateman and I have him above a uh, Kadarius Tony on my personal fantasy depth chart, just because I like the opportunity a little bit more, but all of a sudden, you know, and if you're somebody who, uh, who's a Sam Darnold stand and you're kind of making excuses for, uh, for, for Sam Darnold, well, 
all of a sudden you look at this receiving core with Corey Davis and, and Denzel Mims, and now you got more. And then they add, they add, uh, uh, they, uh, they, they, they um, still, still have, have Jameson Crowder. Crowder. Right, right. They still have Crowder there. It, it's, it's super deep now. So there is a little bit of a competition for targets, but I think that wide receiver 55 to 60 range is the right kind of spot to be taking Elijah Moore. I wouldn't be overly shocked if he ended up leading this team in receptions just because of what he can do. But right now, I don't think that's the most likely outcome. But Elijah Moore is a guy I will be peppering a ton in the double-digit rounds in best ball. Uh, you know what? While we're at it, why don't I ask you about the other Moore, yeah. Rondale Moore, who also went in the second round. You know, he's a he's a weird guy in the sense that, first of all, unbelievable high school football player. He was in the U.S. Army Bowl, and I called it. And he might have had, Joe, like the best freshman season by a receiver almost ever. I mean, he's at Purdue killing Ohio State, killing these teams. And then his second year he gets hurt. Last year, what, he played like a game or two and and opted opted out. out. Uh, But he goes to the Arizona Cardinals where they wanted speed. They wanted big playability. Now, they still have – A.J. Green, who you point out last week, had a horrific season. They do have DeAndre Hopkins. So what are we thinking about Rondell Moore? Well, Ross, uh, the Commodores wrote a song about him. He is a brick you-know-what house. I mean, uh, he is he's five foot seven, but this guy is built like a tank. I mean, just – so he's really good after the catch. Now, the question becomes – do you look at that five foot seven frame and say that's not a full time player? That's somebody who we're going to play forty five to fifty percent of the snaps, and we're going to manufacture touches for him. Cliff Kingsbury has been good at manufacturing touches in his NFL career as a coach thus far, and it does that mean that he's not going to produce a whole lot for fantasy, or or is he more of like a really good NFL player who just who doesn't get it done for fantasy all that much? I can tell you our projection for. Rondale Moore at fantasypoints.com right now. We have him for 46 catches as a rookie. And now that's presupposing Larry Fitzgerald does retire. I I certainly think if Larry Fitzgerald says, I'm going to come in and I'm going to be a part-time player, the, the, the Cardinals would accommodate that. But certainly at this point, Rondale Moore gives you more, uh, no pun intended, as a slot receiver than Larry Fitzgerald does. Just a really good after-the-catch type of guy. I would think in leagues where you might have return yardage, Rondale Moore could contribute there. Um, I currently have him at, let me find him in my rankings here. I currently have him at wide receiver 68 in my personal best ball rankings. Coincidentally, that's where we have him in our staff projections at fantasypoints.com, wide receiver 68. I'm just not sure the volume's going to be there, but certainly an explosive player, somebody who I will be dabbling in when I take him towards uh, in the background of a best ball draft. He certainly just gives you more juice than some of the, for instance, AJ Green. I think I'd rather have Rondale more than A.J. Green. Maybe that ends up looking stupid because I think the Cardinals are counting on A.J. Green to start for them on the perimeter, but I just truly believe that Rondale Moore offers more upside at this stage. Well, especially best ball, right? Like, doesn't it seem like Rondale Moore is a good candidate to have two or three big games because of right. his big playability? Right, and I mean, there's, there's a chance here where Rondale Moore has, like, 
three games where he has three catches for 100 yards and a touchdown. Now, he might end up with 40 catches on the season. He might have five or six games where he doesn't catch a football. But as your sixth receiver on a best ball team, those spike games are what matter. You know, take it from me, the guy who keeps falling into the Deshaun Jackson trap every single year. Those spike games do matter. And I think Rondell Moore gives you an opportunity to get those spike games. Guaranteed, they're going to manufacture touches for him. That includes jet sweeps. That includes the little pop passes that Sean McVay has made popular, you know, thrown to Cooper Cup and Robert Woods with, with, the, uh, with, the, with the Rams. So I certainly think Rondell Moore is going to be utilized in that kind of uh, role. Joe, can I ask you a personal question quick? Yes, you can. Are you losing your hair at all? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> I am Ross. It's, 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 it's a slow, it's a slow death right now, but uh, you do notice I, I try to switch up the hats here. I wasn't a, ask all, any of my college friends. I wasn't a hat guy in college. Now my wife, she tells me, she's like, I like when you wear hats now. And I was like, that's a backhanded compliment. No, no. You know what? My wife is always liked when I wore hats, but yeah. a lot of times for the TV stuff and speaking engagements, so a lot of stuff I do, you can't wear hats. I don't know if you're using keeps or not yet, Joe, but if you want to keep your hair, and most people do, you absolutely should. Look, we know about the FDA now with all the pandemic stuff. They've approved two medications that prevent hair loss. That means in multiple studies, there is evidence and proof that they prevent hair loss. This isn't like, oh, I think that might. No, no, it does. And I've been a customer for years. In fact, I was putting the topical solution on my head and taking the pill before I heard about Keeps. And then Keeps came out and I was like, hold on a second. I don't have to go to the doctor anymore to get the prescription for the pill. I don't have to go buy the topical solution or go to the drugstore to pick it up. No, you don't. It's an online doctor. It's beautiful. They send them both to my house now. The topical solution and the pill if you are ready to take action and prevent hair loss like Joe Dolan needs to, go to keeps.com slash feast to receive your first month of treatment for free. Joe, I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give you that as a bonus for doing the show. I'm going to sign you up for keeps. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash feast. Oh, give to me that topical, Ross. Free. What is that? K-E-E-P-S? Yeah, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash feast. That would be Joe. If you sign up, and send me the screenshot. I will get you something legit because I'm just telling you to look at my hair. Look at like, go back to like, see me on TV like five years ago, eight years ago. I actually think it looks even better. Anyway, let's keep it going because there's some more receivers to get to, including round two guys. The next guy, believe it or not, to go off the board was to the Seattle Seahawks, Dwayne Eskridge was the 24th pick of round two, Joe. I don't know, man. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Julio Jones rumors, which I highly doubt, by the way. I don't know if I'm feeling – Eskridge feels like he's maybe more of a dynasty longer-term play than he is a a best ball guy for – a guy for this year. Yeah, I think you can make the argument that he's a worthwhile final round best ball kind of pick, Dwayne Eskridge. He is super explosive. Um, One of the problems that I think dynasty players might run into with Dwayne Eskridge is reconciling that he's a super old rookie. Um, You know, here's here's me. I turned 35 in in a month and a half, but he's 24 
uh, as a rookie, which is which is it's old for a rookie, Ross. Like let, let's call it like it is. There's some guys who haven't turned 21 yet who are entering the NFL. Uh, but the Seahawks see a guy who was super explosive in college. Um, he was a special teams player of the year. I think he's going to be a return man. But you know, I don't think they're going to let Russ cook. They tried it for a bit. And then, you know, Ross was cooking some spoiled food. I mean, let, let's be honest with it. Like, so I don't think they're going to let Russ cook this year. I think they're going to be, once again, a low-volume passing offense that's going to filter a significant number of targets to those two very good receivers, Metcalf and Lockett. Um, Eskridge is a guy, I think if you draft him as a sixth or seventh wide receiver, you hope for him to have a game or two where he pops off and uses that explosiveness. Um, that's interesting that you don't think they're going to let Russ cook. I just don't think so. I mean, look, Pete Carroll, they have told you constantly over the years that they want to run the football. They re-signed Chris Carson this offseason. Russell Wilson is coming off arguably the worst eight-game stretch of his entire career um, after he started the season, you know, on that hot streak. Oh, they're doing it. And then just something happened. I, I, You know, they bring in Waldron. They bring him in from the ramp. The McVay offense is they they base everything around the run game. You know, that outside zone run game, that that wide zone, that is the basis for the passing game. Again, you don't need to run to set up the play action, but but your concepts are based off that run game. That is exactly what Seattle's still going to be. Um, I don't know if, if the summer of discontent for Russell Wilson's over or not, but I just don't see this as as the kind of offense that's going to support three wide receivers for fantasy. Now, I think if you're looking at uh, at Dwayne Re- Eskridge, I think you look at somebody like David Moore, who I think had like 35 catches and six touchdowns last year. And I wonder if that's kind of Eskridge's uh, upside. Remember, David Moore is gone. He's not there anymore. So I wonder if you're looking at that um, and you're saying it was exactly that, 35 catches, six touchdowns for David Moore. There's best ball value in that. Uh, drafting that guy on in in the w- the week where he scores a touchdown or two, but there's not redraft value there. Okay, let's get to Terrace Marshall Jr. Mm-hmm. Second round pick goes to the Carolina Panthers. Remember, played at LSU. Carolina Panthers offensive coordinator Joe Brady came from LSU, played for him. Is that enough? The combination of Terrace Marshall in. Familiarity with Joe Brady, Curtis Samuel out. Very curious to hear yeah. your ranking on Marshall. Well, I think they can play him in the slot. Um, we have him at, at wide receiver seventy four right now. Just just as a kind of a, a, a of a guide, that's right in the same range as Emmanuel Sanders and Demarcus Robinson. So, I think you understand that there's missing targets there. Um, maybe Marshall is the slot receiver there. Now it seems like they might put DJ more more in the slot. Uh, which which bodes well because, you know, Sam Darnold's had a lot of success throwing the ball to Jamison Crowder. But I think Marshall can play all over, including in the slot. You would think he's got a shot to be one of their top three receivers with Robbie Anderson, who obviously also has a rapport with Sam Darnold uh, and DJ Moore. They have David Moore, who I just talked about uh, from Seattle. They brought him over. So Terrace Marshall's going to have to compete for a job, but I do believe there's a shot for him to come in here, take some snaps right away. They have Shy Smith as well, the rookie out of South Carolina. Uh, but um, but yeah, I think he's a guy who I, I kind of rank higher than, than Dwayne Eskridge, quite frankly, because I think there's a better path to targets here. He, you know, he knows the offense. I think there's a better path. Uh, excuse me. Well, yeah, he knows the offense. Joe Brady, if he's using the same terminology, uh, I think there's a better path to targets for Terrace Marshall here than there is for somebody like Dwayne Eskridge. What about Tutu Atwell 
with the Rams. Now, there's not a lot of targets available with the Rams necessarily. However, they took him in the second round for a reason. You know, maybe they give him some manufactured touches, three to five a game. Maybe he's the jet sweep guy now. Is there a place for Atwell, especially in best ball, to maybe have a couple weeks where he scores for you? Well, and then you have to keep in mind what else is there. Deshaun Jackson's there, Mr. One Week. You know, every every season, Deshaun Jackson has one game where he blows up, and then he blows out his hamstring, and he's done for the year. Um, so he's there. And, and look, Tutu Atwell's not an insurance policy against Deshaun Jackson. The Rams aren't as invested in Deshaun Jackson, Jackson succeeding as the Eagles foolishly were the last couple of seasons. So what I think Tutu Atwell is, is Sean McVay saw a player here who has a rare treat. He is unbelievably explosive. He's also a complete outlier. Ross, when's the last time you weighed 148 pounds? Um, that would have been seventh or eighth grade. I had a growth spurt probably around eighth grade, ninth grade. But you know, my playing weight in high school when I when I started when I first got to the varsity team as a sophomore was 175. So um, you know, varsity but, what? Uh, defensive end, Ross. I played two A football. I didn't know you played high school football. Oh Joe. yeah. I, uh, uh, there, let, let me just say, there's a reason I'm talking about it now. <laughs> That's okay, though, dude. You served your country. I loved it. You played high school football. It's amazing. Yeah, I did. Uh, um, uh, there's a reason I'm talking. About- uh, one thing that that I wish I would do in hindsight is I was a very meek player, and I would be so much more aggressive now. Just with you just <laughs> I, you know, just like you get into your 30s and you don't worry about pissing. It's like, dude, you're playing football. You're allowed to piss people off. Like uh, I was a meek player, and and that 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 just didn't fly. I for me to succeed, I needed to be a motor guy, Ross, and I didn't. I, my motor was inconsistent. Anyway, um, let's just put it. Let's just say this: Tutu Atwell. Um, when when there when g- guys talking fantasy football outweigh a wide receiver by hundred pounds, that that ain't good. I mean, now I don't think he's a ninety percent snap guy. I think he's a 40 percent snap guy. I just put I just pulled him off like. I just drafted him in like the 18th round in a startup dynasty draft. Like nobody expects Tutu Atwell to be a volume guy, but in best ball, maybe you get into like um, some of these deeper best ball drafts. Like the NFFC does these 33 round uh, uh, best ball champions drafts. Uh, and that, that those are the types of leagues where he's going to go. He's got an ADP that's barely registering right now. And I can't really, I can't really knock that right now. You're considering they've got Cooper cup. They've got Robert Woods. They've got Deshaun Jackson for however long Deshaun Jackson stays healthy. They have Van Jefferson. There is a lot of competition for snaps and targets here. Josh Reynolds is gone. He's off to Tennessee, but Josh Reynolds is gone. So you have to keep that in mind. There is not a lot of snaps to be had here for Tutu Atwell, but he's the kind of guy who, if he plays 10 snaps, one of them might be a 65-yard touchdown. So he's more of a deeper best ball kind of guy. Uh, I don't think you're going to be seeing him get getting drafted a whole lot in your standard DraftKings best ball drafts. All right, Joe, speaking of DraftKings, they got a ridiculous deal. If you go and sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook and you use the code Ross, you can turn $1 into $100 in free credits by betting on a basketball team. And Bede is not playing tonight. What are we doing, Joe? First Sixers of all, are winning anyway. First of all, what are we doing with our bet? Secondly, I saw Dr. Chow said the meniscus tear can get worse. 
I'm very upset right now, Joe. I'm very upset. I'm upset too. Um, the Sixers, the, the hope seems to be that he's been playing with this for a while and they just noticed it. Um, that seems to be the hope. But the Sixers are closing the series out tonight, Ross. Take it to the bank. I hope so, man. Even without him, huh? Yeah, but even without him, they're taking right. it. To, they're taking it tonight. The, the Sixers had to have a terrible shooting performance and the refs in the pockets of the Wizards in order for the Sixers, even without Embiid, to lose in Washington. They're winning tonight, and then all we right. just then we just go say a few rosaries. All right, well, just use the code Ross. That's all that matters at DraftKings Sportsbook for that hundred to one odds. All right, I'm gonna throw some names at you, Joe. I want you to tell me if any of these guys are on your radar screen and or mm-hmm. ranked and or relevant, okay? Nico Collins went to the Texans in the third round. Tylen Wallace went to the Ravens in the fourth round. Amari Rogers to the Packers in the third round. Josh Palmer to the Chargers in the third round. I'll tell you one that's interesting to me a little bit. Amon Ross St. Brown and the yeah. Lions – in the fourth round. That interests me. Uh, Deami Brown, third round to the Washington football team. Well, I'll start, I'll stop there for right now. Any of those guys that you're like, yes, Ross, I need yeah. to talk about this guy. So, I mean, I, we can't talk about all of them. Um, uh, I think Nico Collins is going to see the field because, well, the Texans have no reason not to, to see, not to let him on the field. And they traded multiple picks up to get him. I think Amari Rodgers is interesting for the Packers, especially if Aaron Rodgers plays, because I think he could step into the slot. But the, the name that stood out to me, and maybe this isn't the exciting, uh, uh, best ball pick, um, because I don't think there's a ton of upside, but to be quite frank, we actually have Amon Ra, Amon Ra, St. Brown, uh, projected to lead the Detroit Lions wide receivers in catches. Now, I mean, you know, that's like saying I'm the fastest guy on the fantasy point staff. You know, that's not a, which I, which I almost certainly am not, by the way, but uh, it, it's not exactly the kind of race that you're going to sell tickets for. Um, it's what, what I, I think it's a really, really thin receiving group. You know, you have Tyrell Williams and Brashad Perriman who have had injury problems. Quintez Cephas is talented. I think he can step up there as well. But I thought uh, Amon Ross St. Brown should have gone higher in the draft. Tylen Wallace is is making a buzz in Ravens minicamps. But keep in mind, that's where wide receivers go to die. And they spent a first-round pick on, on Rashad Bateman. So he already has an uphill climb. You know, the other guy uh, that I, I said it at the beginning of the show, Josh Palmer, if Mike Williams, who's in the final year of his rookie deal, if he has some issues, Josh Palmer doesn't have a whole lot of, like, capital competition there. Now, they had guys last year in Jalen Guyton and Tyron Johnson who came out and made, made a splash. But you look at that wide receiver depth chart, if Mike Williams goes down, there's not a whole lot there. Uh, so you got Tyron Johnson and Jalen Guyton, Joe Reed, K.J. Hill, uh, Josh Palmer is going to have an opportunity to go in there and make an impact. And he's got Justin Herbert throwing him the football. So if Mike Williams has some issues, there's somebody I'm going to be very interested in as well. And when it comes to Diami Brown with Washington, you know, Fitz, Fitz is Yola. Fitz is going to go out there and he's going to throw the ball down the field. Unfortunately, you know, you have McLaurin, you have Curtis Samuel. The question is, can Diami Brown come in there and beat out Kelvin Harmon and Antonio Gandy-Golden for snaps? And that's something that remains to be seen. But there is certainly an opportunity for him to be one of their top three receivers by by any point midway through the season. Uh, I'll throw you a couple more names just to see that Anthony Schwartz was a third-round pick. We talked at, well, 
Jacob Harris. Gosh, the Rams. Yeah. Jacob Harris is interesting, Roth, because he might be listed as a tight end. And if he's listed as a tight end, he is an absolute freak show. Um, and that's where I have more interested in him, be more interested in him. The Rams took a bunch of freak shows uh, in this draft. Uh, they even took Jake Funk in the seventh round, uh, the running back from Maryland, and he's a super athlete. You talked about Atwell having the explosiveness. Uh, Jacob Harris is somebody, if he's listed as a tight end, uh, that is where I'm going to have my dynasty interest. I think it's going to take some time for him, but he's a freak show. So keep in mind, if he's listed as a tight end in your league, um, I'm interested in him. Let me throw two more names out there. Both of them are fifth-round picks. Amir Smith-Marset, who played at Iowa. Again, Minnesota's got those two big-time receivers in Jefferson and Thielen, but beyond Jefferson and Thielen, B.C. Johnson's a scrub. Chad Beebe's a special teamer. Dan Chisena's a special teamer. Amir Smith-Marset's got a shot to be the number three wide receiver uh, for, for Minnesota. And then let's look at Kansas City. You know, Kansas City, sorry about that, by the way, I hit the microphone. Kansas City is extremely thin at wide receiver. For all the talent that they have on that that offense, they are thin at wide receiver. Nicole Hardman's a part-time player. He's got to step up. Demarcus Robinson's been mostly a backup in his career. How about Cornell Powell, who was a late bloomer at Clemson, but he stayed and he, his tape was really impressive. I think Cornell Powell, the fifth-round pick out of Clemson, he's got a shot to make an impact with Kansas City. Next week on the feast, rookie of the year, betting with Tom Brawley from fantasypoints.com, where you should use the code 21FEAST and some rookie prop bets. Cannot wait. Check out Joe on Twitter at FG underscore Dolan. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. That wraps up the rookie rankings we'll dive into some of these rookie prop bets and rookie of the year bets next week here on the fantasy feast other than that i'm stuffed thanks for listening to the fantasy feast podcast make sure to also subscribe to the ross tucker football podcast even money business of sports and the college draft all available at apple podcasts ross tucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found a lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WITHIT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in sight 